This is Planet Money from NPR. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. It is October 31st, 2019, Halloween. And to celebrate, we wanted to call the scariest economist we could find. We found Professor Todd Noop of Cornell College. Hello. Todd, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Professor, is it, do you mind turning that music down real quick? Okay, let me yell at my teenager. Hold on. Turn it down! Professor Noop is the perfect Halloween guest because he is an expert on real-life monsters, the kind that can take away your money, your job, your future. He wrote the book, Recessions and Depressions. The strange thing about a recession or a depression, Noop says, is that not only is it the boogeyman, something we fear, but you can make an argument that recessions are, in fact, created by that very same fear. It's the fear that something bad could be lurking around the corner and we don't know what it is. So to be safe, I stop spending, I stop lending, and without that consumption and investment in the economy, demand starts to fall, production overall starts to fall, and many times what we see with recessions is that they are, in a sense, self-fulfilling. The fear of a recession can, is actually enough to cause a recession. And like anything that is truly scary, recessions are almost impossible to predict. You can have short ones, long ones. You can have deep and debilitating ones where the economy shrinks a lot and millions of people lose jobs. Or there are recessions that you barely notice. You can go 10 years without a recession, like right now. But in the 1980s, we had two different recessions a year apart. Double dip! And for a long time, economists had a hard time explaining why recessions even happen. An efficient economy, traditionalists thought, should be in equilibrium. And if something changes for good or for bad, then eventually the economy will adapt. There was nothing in the equations about everyone freaking out at the same time. And yet, the economy doesn't travel in a nice straight line. It, it veers drunkenly from overconfidence and boom to collective fear and bust. There is clearly a glitch in the system. A monster in the basement. And in order to see it, Professor Todd Noop says you have to go back in time and you have to look at each different recession. And so we decided to do some virtual time travel by going over to the New York Public Library right across the street from our studios. Yeah, this is good. We are in the giant Rose reading room. It is so quiet. Hello! Wow! You have books! We walk over to the the dusty financial book section. Nobody comes here. And yet on these shelves, 100 years worth of recessions. Bank runs. Yeah, bank panics, 1880 to 1910. That's a good one. Oh, whoa, whoa, post-war economic slowdowns. This one's a classic. Robert, look at this one. Look at this Harry Potter looking book. Oh, it's the sort of... Bound um, in unicorn hide or something. (laughs) Vellum, vellum is not unicorn skin. (laughs) Uh, the book is called Perceptia Recessis. I don't know. It's Latin. Latin, Latin really. recession. Rules of recession. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. It says the word recession is like a curse. Hmm. Kind of like if you just repeat it out loud enough times that you'll like send your economy tumbling backwards in time. Like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice? Yeah. Recession, recession, recession. Uh-oh. This is Planet Money. I will not take the crap and the harassment from these customers. Now let him police it or stop selling gas. It is October 31st, Halloween 1974. The country is angry and stuck in an endless line at the gas pump. This 
is Planet Money. 1974. We just put a man on the freaking moon. Today on the show, why can't we figure out the rules of a recession? Support for NPR and this message comes from the ABC original movie Killdozer. Watch an unmanned bulldozer continue its rampage. Killdozer, a real movie about a fake bulldozer that kills people. Support for NPR and the following message come from TransferWise, a smart new way to send, spend, and receive money abroad. TransferWise gives you a great exchange rate on every international transaction, and you can even get an account that holds 40 currencies at once, and a debit card to save when you're overseas. Join 6 million people in over 70 countries who are already saving. Test them out for free at transferwise.com NPR or download the app. Should I call you Zach or should I call you Cowabunga410? <laughs> Zach's much better. You wrote on Reddit that the Planet Money newsletter is like meeting a noir detective in the parking garage for evidence exchange and incriminating photos. Can you confirm? Yeah. What's incriminating about the newsletter? Feels like you guys have found some deep, dark secret that one's supposed to hit the internet. Do you know how people sign up? NPR.org slash Planet Money newsletter. You nailed it. All right. Not a drop. And we're back. We're standing at a gas station in New York City looking at an endless line of people trying to get gasoline. I'm in a line two hours in. I can't get gas. This is baloney. Robert Smith, how did we get to this moment? You know, Kenny, I think here in 1974, we're starting to learn an important rule about recessions. One thing that can send an efficient economy into a spiral is an outside shock we can't control. That is a less fancy way of saying an exogenous shock which is a more fancy way of saying something outside the normal happens that suddenly makes everything more expensive. A hundred years ago, the best theory about recessions was that they were caused by sunspots, literal spots and flares on the sun that would randomly send waves of radiation towards the earth, leading to sick crops and then businesses failing and then banks closing. I know it sounds ridiculous, and of course it is scientifically wrong, and yet that is basically what happened this year. But instead of the sun... It's OPEC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries. Yes, last year, 1973, OPEC declared an oil embargo against nations that supported Israel. That included the United States. So the price of gasoline shot up in this country. Then came the rationing. Then came the endless lines at the pump. Then eventually came this very angry man in Queens. This is baloney. We called up a young professor who was working on his first book about recessions, Professor Todd Noop of Cornell College. Hello? Todd, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Professor, is it, do you mind turning that music down real quick? Okay, let me yell at my teenager. Hold on. Turn it down! Noop says that everything in this country that touches gasoline has gotten more expensive, which is everything. And as a result, these shocks have greatly increased the cost of production. They've greatly increased the cost of doing business. And so it's not the fact that people aren't willing to buy. It's the fact that firms aren't producing like they used to. Particularly, they're not willing to produce at the same prices that they were producing before. And now as we twist this actual gas cap, we peer into the proverbial American gas tank. And it, my friends, is empty. That's awesome. We don't want to try that. Recession. 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 This is Planet Money from NPR. Hello and welcome to NPR's Planet Money. 
I'm Adam Davidson. I'm Robert Smith. And I'm Kenny Malone. It is October 31st, 2008. It's about 1.55 in the afternoon as we're recording this. It's Halloween. We have some of our co-workers dressed as trees and ballerinas. I saw someone wearing roof shingles and bubble wrap. Housing housing bubble. When it's the housing bubble, housing that's bubble. great. It's fine. Well, look, we're a brand new show, uh, and we're probably going to spend the next, I don't know, 948 episodes explaining the housing bubble, the mortgage crisis, the financial crisis. But if we could say something right now, Robert. You know, Kenny, I think here in 2008, we're starting to learn an important rule about recessions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the shock to the system is not something from the outside, but something from the inside that we can't see. Nobody knew housing prices all across the country could fall at once. No one knew how interconnected the financial system was. Including, apparently, our president at this moment, George W. Bush. Over the past few weeks, many Americans have felt anxiety about their finances and their future. I understand. Just last month, President Bush interrupted primetime television to address this financial crisis. And as is the tradition of this moment, I have auto-tuned the news Here is his speech as a song. And ultimately, our country, country, country could experience a long and painful recession. 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 Fear. 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 More important than currency, more important than gold. And that is the confidence of the people themselves. Let us unite in banishing fear. Together, we cannot fail. Ladies and gentlemen, The President of the United States has spoken to you from the White House in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the Radio Corporation of America, trademark 1933. This is Money World. Greetings and salutations. As you just heard, the President has ordered all the banks closed. This is Roosevelt's second act as President, a temporary lockdown of all banks. He is calling it a national bank holiday. He also ruined the fun notion of a holiday. If you're listening to this broadcast, you cannot take your money to a bank. Or more to the point, you can't get your money out of the bank. For more insight... Operator, uh, get me Cornell 47752. We rang a very young professor of political economy. Do you accept their call? I do accept the call. Professor Noob. Hello. Professor, is it, do you mind turning that music down real quick? Let me yell at my teenager. To recapitulate the past few weeks' events that led to this momentous decision, it began when Americans grew fearful that their banks would go out of business, leaving them kettle and fettle. Atop the feather duster, if you will. Indeed. Americans rushed in terror to their banks to withdraw their funds, and the banks, of course, collapsed. People were scared of the banks collapsing, which caused them to withdraw their money, which caused the banks to collapse. Which led to President Roosevelt announcing this bank holiday. Professor Noop, can you explain for the audience the meaning of this bank holiday? I do know that FDR called to close the banks during the worst of the banking crisis, I think in an effort to kind of calm the panic. It's not quite clear that closing banks is a good way of calming panic. (laughs) Yes. Will Roosevelt's plan to close the banks backfire? Will he be another Herbie one-term? Only time will tell. You know, Kenny, I think here in 1933, we are starting to learn an important rule. Hmm. No matter what kind of shock you're dealing with, a problem with the banks can make it worse. They become a way for the fear to spread faster and farther. As our program draws to a close, we leave you in this dark time with a moment of levity from Professor Todd A. Noop. The old joke is that a recession is when your neighbor loses their job, a depression is when you lose your job. Depression. 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 This is Planet Money from NPR. Hello and welcome to Planet Money. It is October 31st, 2001. We are 
technically in the midst of what economists are calling a recession. It is a light recession. It is a minor work in the recession oofer. It's hard to really see much that has changed, though. Like, unemployment is up to 5.7%, which, you know, is it's not the worst, actually. And the economy, the economy did shrink a wee bit, a fraction of a percent over 2001, which technically gets us the recession stamp. But people are wondering, are we in an age where all recessions now are minor? Maybe we shouldn't worry about them anymore. Seems right. We called up an economist. Hello? Is this Professor Time Loop? To- it's Todd Noop. Noop. Yes. Is, is that music on behind you? Yeah. My teenager's playing loud music. Yeah. Could you could you turn it up for a second? Yes. Enrique Iglesias, you're up. All right. That's fine. Uh, turn it down. All right. Hold on. Thanks. Turn it down. Look, it is not easy to take this recession seriously, but there have been dramatic things that have been happening. I'm referring, of course, to the busting of the dot-com bubble. The 1990 bubble destroyed a lot of wealth. A lot of people were holding a lot of their retirement funds and pets.com, and almost all of that is gone. But, Professor, I didn't own any pets.com or any dot-com stocks. Most Americans did not own these stocks. How can something like the dot-com crash cause all of us to become afraid at the same time you may not have but you've watched the news and you hear stories about people losing money in pets.com so whether or not you own shares of pets.com when you see other people losing money on pets.com you begin to wonder if maybe general motors is vulnerable in the same way you know kenny i think here in 2001 we're starting to learn an important rule about recessions maybe the last rule sure In old-school economic theory, everyone in the marketplace has perfect information. But, of course, that's not always true. Bubbles happen, and if you build a lot of value on bad information, that value can disappear in an instant. It really is like a kind of shock, like a a reality shock in this case. You know, all of these fanciful dot-com companies going up in vapor. Which we should have known about if you just look at the list of their names. A list of shame. www.etoys.com. www.geocities.com. That's a bad one. www.recessionrecessionrecession.com. This is Planet Money from (laughs) Robert. Robert. What? You were yelling in the library, somebody threw a book, hit you in the head, and you've been passed out for the last 15 minutes. Oh my god, I had like the craziest dream. Yeah, no, come on, we have a, we've got a phone call scheduled. (laughs) Hello? Todd, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Now, sometimes, uh, on Halloween, a podcast might make some things up. However, uh, Professor Noop, you are in fact a real professor at Cornell College. Yes. Professor, 100 years of recessions of these monsters that have scared us, that have gotten us in the past. You got your bank runs, your stock market crashes. Exogenous shock. Your exogenous shocks. You know, your mortgage crisis in 2008. Yeah. What is going to get us next? If if I were going to dress up this Halloween for the next scary thing, what would it be? Uh, you're dressing up, you think here, you're dressing up as a trade war. Okay. Because if, if you think about the recession of 1973, which was a broad-based increase in the cost of doing business, what's something that, like that that could happen today? A trade war. Hmm. Trade war could be scary, could be the thing five years from now. We point to when, you know, 
We say recession, recession, recession. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bad luck even saying a thing like that. Planet Money is looking for our next intern. If you are interested, the application process is open until November 4th. You can just go to npr.org slash money, and it's a couple clicks away from there. Or we'll remind you about it on our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram. That's at Planet Money. Today's episode was produced by Nick Fountain. Bryant Erstadt edits our show, and Alex Gulmark is our supervising producer. I'm Robert Smith. I'm Kenny Malone. This is NPR. Thanks for listening. You want to read... Uh that Soled grata orbem rarum pecunari pecuniam <laughs> A demon that barely knows Latin. <laughs> 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 <laughs>